Two Dogs, a Guy, and a Movie Podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience of dogs. Hello and welcome in to Two Dogs, a Guy, and a Movie Podcast. I am your host, Chris Hancock. On behalf of my executive producers, Mosby and Luna, I'd like to welcome you on to our show today. I would also like to remind you that it is always better to adopt than shop, so be sure to check out your local humane society or your local rescue group and pick up a new four-legged friend. Whether it be a dog or a cat, whichever you'd prefer, just give something a new home because they all deserve it. What we do on this podcast is we like to break down movies and give you our opinion on them, let you know what we think, maybe give some fun reviews on them, and help you decide if you want to see them or avoid them, or maybe you just want to hear more about a movie you've already seen. In today's episode, we're going to be taking it back a little bit, all the way to 1990, to tackle Tim Burton's movie Edward Scissorhands. So secure those earbuds or boost up those speakers just a little bit and we'll get into today's movie here in just a second. So we will get into Tim Burton's 1990 film, Edward Scissorhands. I will go ahead and say that since this film is 28 years old, I'm not going to be too concerned with spoilers. You should see this movie. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this podcast, because both are worth your time. So this movie stars Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands, Winona Ryder as Kim Boggs, Diane West plays Peg Boggs, who is obviously Kim Boggs' mom, Alan Arkin plays Peg's husband Bill, also Anthony Michael Hall is in this movie playing Kim's boyfriend Jim, and this is actually the last film that Vincent Price would ever be in, he plays the role of the inventor. So this movie is actually based on a drawing that Tim Burton did as a teenager where he basically had drawn a slender man with blades for hands and that turned into this movie. Uh, This movie that we should all be so lucky as to have seen. Burton originally had the concept of doing this movie as a musical Uh, Obviously, it did not turn out to be a musical, but that is uh, one of the driving forces behind why he wanted to do uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And if you see some of the machines in this movie, some of the background things in the castle have a very Nightmare Before Christmas feel to them, you can kind of tell that he drew some inspiration for some of the things Uh, in Nightmare Before Christmas from this movie. Another connection to Nightmare Before Christmas in this movie is that the music was done by Danny Elfman, who has done multiple movies uh, with Tim Burton at this point. 
they work very well together. Uh, soundtrack from Nightmare Before Christmas is obviously fantastic, and the score that he did for this movie is very well done. So this movie is about a very tenacious Avon saleswoman, being Peg Boggs, who decides to visit this random mansion that is in her town that nobody really knows anything about. And upon entering the mansion, she finds Johnny Depp's character, Edward Scissorhands. And since Peg is a very helpful person, she decides that she's going to take in Edward because he's living in this mansion all by himself because the only person that he's ever known, the inventor, has died. And he's just been living in this mansion all by himself with these scissors on his hands, shaping bushes and things like that. So it shows a scene of Edward being in suburban area and just being kind of fascinated by everything that's going on around him. Uh, just a little tidbit, there is a slip and slide at one point as they are driving down the street and apparently the blonde kid on the slip and slide is Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys. That is uh, apparently been confirmed by him, though it is an uncredited role. So there you have it. There is a Backstreet Boys connection to this movie. Um, so once she gets him home, she tries to find him some clothes to wear. Obviously, that's an adventure since he has no hands. He just has knives and scissors and blades. It scissor hands. He has scissor hands. So it's complicated. And so as they were driving through the city, all of the nosy little biddies uh, noticed that there was this strange guy with Peg. So they're all gossiping about it. And since they can't mind their own damn business, they go over to the house and they want to meet Edward. And so they end up having this barbecue so that everybody can meet Edward so they're able to discover that he can trim hedges into all these elaborate shapes so people want him to do that and they'll exchange cookies and food and favors and things like that for pay after the barbecue we are introduced to Kim who again is played by Winona Ryder and she does not know that Edward is home because she has been out of town and she comes in and Edward is sleeping in her waterbed and she startles him she is startled by him and he ends up poking a whole bunch of holes in the waterbed hilarity ensues and uh, so that is the introduction that Kim and Edward have just this random scissor hand having guy laying in this teenage girl's bedroom obviously it's a little strange shortly after their introduction edward is also introduced to alcohol uh, by bill boggs and that is also another very funny scene so as a result of his work that he was able to show off at the barbecue and people wanting to hire him 
he's doing some work on some bushes and it ends up that he is also very good at cutting dog hair because you know why would you not if you can trim edges surely you can trim dog hair right and that turns into cutting human hair so there's this whole like let's get edward a business started because it's not completely weird that this dude just has scissors on his hands and during this they're also trying to show that edward has a very strong affection for kim even though kim has been very standoffish to him and her boyfriend jim is just a huge dick about the whole situation because that's how jim's character is portrayed for the the movie and jim's parents are very rich and after he sees Edward pick a lock at the Boggs residence because Kim had forgotten her key, he gets the idea that Edward could help him rob his parents and they could just pass it off for the insurance money. But really, it's just kind of a double cross and Edward gets caught up in it and gets arrested and so then people start to question Edward because why, why would he do that? He was supposed to be the sweet guy with scissors on his hands, but now he's breaking into people's houses. But they don't they don't know the truth. So for the rest of the movie kinda turns into like a Frankenstein's monster situation. Not a Frankenstein situation, a Frankenstein's monster situation. There's a significant difference. So there's all this distrust now with Edward. And the Boggs usually have a Christmas party, and they're still trying to throw it, but nobody wants to come because they think Edward's this bad guy now. So while they're waiting for the party to get jumping and everything, because they don't know that nobody's coming because nobody trusts Edward anymore, Edward's out doing this whole ice sculpture thing, and it makes it look like it's snowing outside. So Winona Ryder goes outside to dance in the snow because she's just being cute like that and as Edward's trying to come off the ladder he accidentally cuts Winona Ryder's hand Kim's hand so as he has cut Kim's hand Jim shows up to see Kim and he thinks that Edward has attacked Kim because he's an idiot and so he tries to fight Edward and Kim tells Jim to get lost. She doesn't want to be with him anymore and that he just needs to go. And so then it proceeds that Jim goes and does, you know, the whole I'm angry because this girl won't be with me. So I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to show her because that's a great idea, douche. And so he gets his buddy to drive him back over to Kim's house. And in the process, since they're both wasted, uh, the little brother of Kim named Kevin, played by Robert Oliveri of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids notoriety, is walking across the street and is going to get hit by Jim and his buddy's van with flames on the side of it. And Edward runs out and saves Kevin from getting hit. But in the process, Kevin gets kind of scared and accidentally gets cut by, by Edward's scissor hands. And so then the crowd 
and the city is just really all up in arms because oh my god he's trying to hurt this child and he's already broken into somebody's house and clearly this guy is a heathen and we need to get him the hell out of town so everybody starts you know chasing him down because they you know again frankenstein's monster situation they want to kill him they want to burn him they want to run him out of town they don't like him because he's different and he doesn't understand what's going on so he runs back to his mansion because nobody wants him there and he's followed by a police officer that you meet earlier on in the movie and the police officer follows him into the gate of the mansion and acts like he shoots him to try and get the crowd to leave him alone and leaves the scene but the crowd won't leave him alone so they go on to the property of the mansion trying to find edward Uh, but before they can get to edward kim gets to edward and is trying to make sure he's okay trying to apologize for everything that has happened because she knows the truth of the burglary and she knows he didn't really hurt kevin and she knows what a good person he is so she's trying to make him feel better about the situation and then big old dickhead jim shows up with a gun because he's an asshole and he wants to kill edward because edward stole his girl oh my god get over it jim and so then a fight ensues and jim ends up getting stuck in the stomach with scissors hands because that's what you had coming jim that's what you deserve that's what you get and he falls out from the attic onto the ground and he did he's done for no more jim thank god so as he's laying there all in the middle of the ground the rest of the mob shows up and they're like oh now he's really done it he's killed somebody but Winona Ryder is able to convince them that he's actually dead he got smashed by the attic roof falling in and she shows them a gloved scissor hand that she had found in the castle on her way out and so everybody believes that he's dead and so the movie ends with old Kim finishing this story to her granddaughter and the granddaughter tries to tell her look you can still go see him like it's fine like go like it's 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 not too late and Kim's old Kim is just not up for it she says she wants him to remember her as the young person that he knew and not the old woman that she has become and the granddaughter asks how she knows he's still alive and old Kim says because before he came down here it never snowed and ever since he went back up there it does and so it shows Edward carving ice sculptures and in the middle is the angel that he had carved previously that Winona Ryder was dancing in the snowflakes of uh, which he obviously had modeled after her so it's a very it's a very sweet ending uh, to the movie a little bit bittersweet to be perfectly honest because uh, you 
you have a lot of sympathy for Edward because he he he's, doesn't know any better. Uh, but we'll get a little bit more into that and some other deeper things as we get into the review here in just a second. So here are my thoughts on Edward Scissorhands. I love this movie. Uh, Tim Burton's one of my favorite directors. Nightmare Before Christmas, the original Batman movie. Uh, They're very high on my list of of favorite movies. So I really enjoy this. Johnny Depp does a great job of portraying this just sense of fascination uh, that a child would have being introduced to this world for the first time Uh, obviously he is not a child but since he is a creation of an inventor and has not had much experience with the outside world he is still very new to everything Uh, apparently Johnny Depp studied a lot of Charlie Chaplin to get ready for this role I thought that was very evident I, I thought he had a lot of kind of mime quality to him um, in some of his actions and trying to portray things, uh, a lot of great facial expressions. Uh, so Depp just knocks it out of the park in this one. Uh, this was the first time him and Burton worked together. Uh, wouldn't be the last. Um, obviously, Winona Ryder does a great job in this movie, uh, and. Uh, Obviously, her and Johnny Depp have a history. They dated throughout the filming of this movie. Uh, Winona Ryder reportedly dropped out of Godfather 3 to make this movie. Uh, As far as quality of movies go, brilliant decision, because Godfather 3 is not good, whereas this movie is fantastic. Um... I really enjoyed having Danny Elfman and Tim Burton working together on this movie. Uh, Elfman's music, uh, obviously I've known since I was a little kid, based on this movie and Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm a little surprised this movie didn't freak me out a little bit as a kid because the castle scene is very dark. Uh, It's got a sad ending where this scissor hand guy murders a guy and throws him out a window uh, so I'm a little surprised at age six uh, I I was not a little bit more scared of Edward Scissorhands but it, it was a really enjoyable movie and has continued to be uh, Diane West does a, a great job in this movie as well uh, I feel like she portrays an Avon saleswoman very well and I mean that that is obviously very important for this movie because if she was a crappy Avon saleswoman then she would never have gone to find Edward or maybe she found Edward because she is a terrible Avon woman and went into a big scary mansion by herself anyway she did a great job in the movie uh, 
Anthony Michael Hall does a good job playing Jim. It's just that Jim is a completely unlikable character in this. Nothing against Anthony Michael Hall, uh, but Jim sucks. Alan Arkin's character as Bill Boggs is enjoyable. Um, Like I previously said, this was the last time that Vincent Price was in a movie. Uh, is his role in The Inventor, and the last scene of him in this movie is a death scene. And he was supposed to have a larger role in this movie, but because of his emphysema and his Parkinson's, they had to reduce his role. Uh, He would pass away in 1993, uh, did a couple of voiceover jobs between Uh, this film and his death but this was the last feature film for vincent price Um, obviously a very well respected uh, hollywood person and uh, been connected to many things like scooby-doo the thriller video for michael jackson Um, and i believe he also was the voice for a poem that is uh, animated at the beginning or as a bonus feature for Nightmare Before Christmas. On a five-star scale, I give this movie five stars. I'm doing it. It's it's five stars. This movie's it's funny. I mean, you've got to accept the fact that they are really hamming up some of the suburban lifestyle, all the gossip. Uh, I think it's really funny that when all the husbands come home at night it shows all the women dispersing from their gossiping and going home and you know like oh there's this whole another life once the husbands are off work and so that was really funny the the palettes that they use for the color schemes of the houses uh, apparently was supposed to try and show a faded circus type of uh effect just trying to show kind of the absurdity of what edward was seeing the first time because the movie is supposed to be from edward's perspective uh runtime of 105 minutes so little under two hours it is worth it uh if you don't enjoy this movie i'm gonna just guess that you don't have a heart or you just don't like tim burton's style I could I could see that um, he does have a very distinct style to him. It's not hard to pick out uh, Tim Burton's influence on movies that he has directed uh, because he has a very, very stylized visual representation that he likes. It's very evident in this, in Batman, in Nightmare Before Christmas, in Corpse Bride, in Coraline. He's um, and Sweeney Todd. It's something he's very proud of and should be. Uh, if you can just be recognized by visuals and people don't even have to look up who is directing it, I think that's pretty good job on your part. So definitely take the time to watch this movie. It's 28 years old, so you've had plenty of time. I'm sure it's easily available and so definitely take the time to check it out i got a chance to see this film on the big screen as it was being played at the alabama theater uh, close to me which is 
been around for a really long time. They have an organ that comes up out of the floor and plays sing-alongs beforehand. And that's fun. I didn't sing too much. But, you know, whatever you want to do, people seem to enjoy it. Um, So if you've got a historic theater near you that plays movies, or if you're in Birmingham, then make sure to check out what's going on in the Alabama Theater, because it's a it's a fun experience. As always, if you have any questions, suggestions, criticisms, comments, feel free to email me at twodogsaguy at gmail.com. Also, please make sure to subscribe to us either on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you may use. Feel free to subscribe to us, uh, download some episodes, listen to those, tell your friends. You know, we, we would enjoy that. If you enjoy this, feel free to leave us a good review. If you don't enjoy it, just send me an email so that I can work on it and try and get better because that's what I want to do. I want to make this enjoyable to listen to so that you've got something that you can listen to in your free time that helps you decide if you want to spend two hours or more on going to see a movie. I'm just trying to help me help you. That's what I'm here for. And as always, I do appreciate you giving me the time to try and do that. On behalf of Mosby and Luna, I'd like to thank you for your time. I am your host, Chris Hancock, here on Two Dogs, a Guy, and a Movie Podcast. And as always, thanks again for your time. Thank you.